0: Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you.
1: We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond.
0: All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 138, and it is titled Sex Talk with Your Partner. So we've covered this a little bit in different episodes that we've done, but I don't think we've ever done an entire show on really how to have conversations with somebody about sex. And it seems simple, but it's really not. And we hear this from clients over and over again. In fact, there's a there's a quote we put in here from one of our clients, which was, the most common challenge our clients experience is how to go from breakfast to anal without being weird. (laughs) So this is a real challenge that that people have. And it's not even just about, you know, how do I bring up the topic of anal or threesomes or anything like that. But there's a list and we'll get into it of of different things that are difficult for people to talk about. We will talk about uh, how you should go about having those conversations and then at the end we're going to give you something that comes from our power mastery course which is a difficult conversation formula so it's you know there's there's sex talk as far as like oh let's talk about you know what we want to do or what i like and then there's really difficult sex talk and so the the difficult conversations formula is going to help you with those really challenging conversations
1: And just so you know, if you want to have an exceptional sex life, you need to be able to talk about sex. Um, And that's why we have this episode to help you, because it is one of the biggest struggles that uh, people are facing. But before we get started, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual training for men. And... And if you want to have, you know, harder erections, last longer or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com.
0: All right. So, you know, when this topic comes up, you got people in two camps. You got like, oh my God, it's so hard. I can't talk about that. And then you got other people like, what's the big fucking deal? Like, (laughs) whatever, you know, just talk about it. Um I would say, though, that probably the majority of people fall into the first category, which is this is really difficult. So there's a lot of different things that you might want to talk about in regards to sex that can be difficult. And we just want to talk about some of those because, you know, some people may be listening and going, what do you mean it's difficult to talk about? So we're going to give you a list of some things that can be challenging that you may or may not have been aware of.
1: Well, talking about sex issue is probably the number one, uh, especially if you are not, your body's not cooperating the way you want, if you are not satisfied. I mean, there's there's a long things of things in there, uh, but that's a big one.
0: Right. So sex issues, right? So for men, really hard to talk about not being able to get an erection. Really hard to talk about maybe they don't last as long as they really should and he's pretty sure that she's not really satisfied but he doesn't want to bring the subject up because then he has to admit his own part in that and then he doesn't know what to do about it. How about a woman with no sex drive or painful intercourse or um, not lubricating properly? These are all very common things that clients talk about that they have difficulty with. You know, when it comes to the sex issues, so many people think that, well, you know, like, it's just me. Like, I'm the only one who has that. I don't want to admit that because somehow I'm broken or they're not going to love me anymore. But you really have to realize with sex issues, like, everybody has stuff of one sort or another. And so you're not alone. Uh, you're you're most likely not unique in that way. You're unique in other ways. <laughs> Right. And so the, re- the reality is, is that tons of people have these things and the best thing you can do is talk about them.
1: And maybe it could be things more simple, like body image issues, places you don't like about your body. You haven't accepted yourself. You're not loving and you're having a hard time having your partner even touch those places. Um, your body hair. I mean, there's so many different things here, so it doesn't have to be like a really big issue, but it could be something that's big to you and for you.
0: Absolutely.
1: A second point that people struggle to talk about is the frequency of sex. And you know, this is something you really should talk about before you. Fully commit to each other because if that's something you talk about ten years in and you realize you have such different sex drives and libido, you're kind of in a in a place that's not so comfortable.
0: If you're 10 years in and you haven't had this conversation, I can guarantee you there's resentment there. <laughs> there are years, layers of built-up resentment. Like when it comes to frequency of sex, this is probably one of the number one issues that couples face where one couple wants more sex than the other. I can't even tell you how many times we hear this from people, whether it's it's people who listen to the podcast who write in or it's comments on YouTube or it's emails that we get on our contact form or it's clients that we work with. We hear this constantly. I probably should have put it first on the list. <laughs> so you need to be able to talk about that. And you know, Selene and I do, you know, like, yeah, we we are uh, sex coaches and, you know, we do the podcast on that. but we're, we're humans, right? And it takes a lot to run a business on your own and it takes a lot to just get through life and things happen. And there are times when we don't have as much sex as we would like to. But the beautiful thing about our relationship is, is when that happens, either one of us can call it out and say, hey, you know... Um, we really haven't been having much sex and I would love for us to start connecting like that again more frequently.
1: And if you're interested in our sex life, go check out our episode, our Sex Life Exposed," where we talk a lot about everything we do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Um, the other one is talking about fantasies. Ooh, sometimes it's a big one because you might think again that you're not going to be accepted. Or maybe you have something unusual. Uh, Maybe you're not a smoker, but one of your fantasy is to be able to smoke in bed after lovemaking. Maybe, I mean, uh, there are so many different things. Maybe there's different toys and uh, things that you use that are less common. And you're thinking, if they know that's what I need to get off, they're going to think that I'm really weird.
0: Yeah, and actually you skipped over one on the list, which was talking about desires. Mm. And I kind of wanted to just mention desires first before I went into the fantasy realm, um, because they're not necessarily the same thing. That's, and that's true. That's the point that I wanted to make. And I, so with desires, is like, what is it that you really want in bed? And and I, I distinguish that from fantasies, because fantasies can be things that you want to fantasize about in your lovemaking that you don't necessarily want to come true Um, Or they could be things that are just way outside of what you normally do, but that you might want to experience once or twice. Whereas with the desires, really like, what do you desire from your lovemaking? Is it a certain amount of time? Is it a certain you know, type of lovemaking, maybe what you really desire is slow sex, or maybe what you really desire is fast, hard pounding sex. Maybe it's group sex. maybe It could be all kinds of different things, but the idea is you have to be able to talk with your partner about what you really want in the bedroom. And, you know, look, you may not want to do this because it's edgy or it's weird, or you think they're not going to approve, or maybe they'll look at you differently or whatever. If you stay in a relationship long term, and you do not have this conversation right in the beginning, you are going to end up with a lot of resentment. Even if you think it's okay. Like there's something that you want that you like and you're thinking, well, they're just not going to be into it. They're not going to like it. I don't want to have that conversation. They're going to think I'm weird. I can do without that. Our sex life is good enough. You know, I'm still happy. It's okay. I don't really need it. Eventually, that's going to come back in a bad way.
1: (laughs) And, you know, I think too that desires can be put together with needs. That's really how I differentiate it because your desires and are kind of like needs are things that you must have in order to be fulfilled. Well, fantasies could be nice to have, but they're not like necessary. They're not on the same level than your desires, just to, to give a clarification about that. A few other things that can be tricky to talk about is about other partners. So, if you have fantasies of uh, threesomes, groups, some things, orgies.
0: Orgies, sex clubs, threesomes, foursomes, moresomes. Whatever, you know, I
1: mean, it's human, it's very human. Or using sex toys or different props and tools in the bedroom. And so that can be falling into the category of kinky again, of like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to be accepted. And so those are all different topics that can be difficult for some to talk about.
0: Yeah. And, you know, obviously other partners and sex toys could potentially fall under fantasies and or desires. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I kind of put them separately on the list is because they are so common as far as coming up in, in uh, you know, our clients and people that reach out to us, which is like the really big issues. So many guys are like, how can I get my partner to have a threesome? I mean, it just comes up over and over again. So we just wanted to mention that one. And the sex toys too, you know, there's there's a lot of people who still feel weird about the use of sex toys. You shouldn't. No, no, you shouldn't, of course. And we did a whole episode on sex toys as well. But we kind of just wanted to tack those on the end there because they are just so frequent as far as how often they come up.
1: So let's talk about things that you can do to make conversations easier. Because, again, you're like, how do I go from breakfast to anal, right?
0: (laughs) How do I go from anal to threesome?
1: (laughs) Well, number one... It's always an inner job. So you have to be able to start to be comfortable with the topics, with the words itself. And, you know, for some people, even saying the word sex or pussy or anything else is like, oh, my gosh, they're blushing. They're very uncomfortable or just saying, um, I want you to touch me there you know like whatever that is where
0: where exactly is there
1: (laughs) exactly (laughs) so one of the thing is to try to talk in front of a mirror while looking into your own eyes it might sound weird but this is a good rehearsal, a good practice uh, because you're going to start to create a connection with yourself, looking into your own eyes. It's a vulnerable activity, but then you have to say this over and over. Basically, you need to come to a point where whether you're using the word dishwasher or sex, there's the same emotional charge.
0: Absolutely. And here's the thing is you're not going to have an easy conversation with another individual if you can't even say the damn words yourself. Absolutely. If you're struggling to even say the words, it's not going to be an easy conversation. So, you know, at least if you can have a conversation with yourself easily, then there's hope that the conversation with somebody <laughs> else will, will be easy. But you, you got to be able to say that. And, you know, one of the things that people really love about... Our podcast and our YouTube videos, or even just hanging out with us, because they say this over and over and over again. They say, wow, you guys make it so easy to just talk about this stuff. Like you guys just say anything. So they're they're blown away sometimes at the things that we share about ourselves and our own sex life. And the way we talk about it is if we were talking about what we had for lunch.
1: Absolutely. That's where you want to get to.
0: And that's right. <laughs>
1: Number two, you want to set aside dedicating time to talk without any distractions. The thing is, it's not really great to talk about it in the middle of sex or right after sex or anything like that. It's much better to schedule a time so you both can show up in a good mood and then to touch, like sit down on the couch, snuggle, touch each other, create that connection, but also create a container. And so neither one of you is on their phone or has to deal with distractions so that you can give the subject your phone attention.
0: Yeah, you know, there's, there's a couple of things here. The first one is, is you don't want to blindside your partner, no. right? So, Every guy knows this because we've all had it. I've had this done to me hundreds of times, I'm sure. We need to talk. Yeah, but it's not we need to talk at, You know, after dinner when we sit down on the couch and we really don't have anything else to do, but maybe we're going to read a book or something and it's like, we need to talk. It's like, okay, this could be an okay time. No, no. This is when the we need to talk almost always happens in other relationships other than ours. We're about, we just got in the car and we are on the way to a friend's party. We need to talk. Or it, we're exhausted. It's been a super long day. We climb into bed. The light switches off and she goes, we need to talk. <laughs> or we're naked. We get into bed. We're about to have sex. And then it's, we need to talk. <laughs> and I could go on and on. This happens so, so often. You cannot do that. Don't blind some blindside somebody like that at an awkward moment that is not a good time. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you need to set aside distraction free time, which is exactly what you were saying, Celine, is you need to give it 100% of your focus. If you are distracted or you're looking at your phone or you got the kids interrupting you every five minutes, you cannot have a good conversation that way. Anybody who's ever had kids, you know that from the moment you have kids, you will not have an uninterrupted conversation ever again as long as the kids are anywhere in the house, on the property. (laughs) You will not have an uninterrupted conversation. You need to have an uninterrupted conversation.
1: Number three, you want to be in a calming environment. You know, the setting is important. And like I was mentioning earlier, the snuggling up on the couch, the being comfortable, because that adds to the experience and that that makes it, that sets the mood, right? Yeah,
0: well, so and and the thing here with this is you need... An environment that where you at least start out with your nervous system relaxed, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're already amped up and like stressed and like, ah, like what am I going to do? That's going to come out in the conversation. It's only going to make it more difficult, right? So you at least want an environment where you start relaxed hopefully you'll stay relaxed. But if you don't, you at least want to start relaxed.
1: Remember that you want to help your partner to feel that this is a safe space, to be open and honest. So having a foundation in your relationship where it's okay to speak your mind, to share what you need to share, that you're not going to be judged, you're not going to be punished is very important. And this is something that you build over time. It's something that you demonstrate over and over through your actions and your behaviors. And it's starts from the beginning that you've decided that your team, you work together, you're not working against each other and that you're here to help each other grow and and expand really. And it, you can do that in a way that's pleasurable. Yeah. N-
0: nobody's going to talk and tell you difficult things if they don't feel comfortable. Right. And it goes both ways. Right. Because when, when you say that, people think, oh, I got to make her feel comfortable. Right. But it goes both ways because a guy is not going to say or start a conversation and say, you know, I really want to bring other people into the relationship. If he thinks you're going to chop his fucking head off for doing so, right? Like that's just not going to happen. And, and same with her, you know, she's, she's not going to open up and say, I'm not satisfied because I'm not orgasming through our sex. You know, if she thinks that you're immediately going to go, well, it's all your fault because you don't do this and you don't do that and you never wear this and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like if it's not a safe space to be able to say the things that are difficult, nobody's going to say them. And then this conversation is going to be a waste of time
1: absolutely so another thing is to remember to start the conversation with gratitude and actually we have some don'ts that we'll come back to so we'll leave it at that for now uh, and we'll come back to in a few minutes
0: yeah do you want to explain a little bit more about gratitude because i think the listeners need a little bit better explanation than just start with gratitude
1: (laughs) sure what do you want to add kevin
0: well so what, what i want to say is when you start a conversation with gratitude so this is a conversation about sex right So the gratitude that you can start with is, hey, you know, I just wanted to share that I'm super grateful that, you know, we've been married for 15 years and we still have sex because I've read so many articles uh, about couples that stopped having sex long ago. And I'm just really grateful that we're still connecting. And, and, you know, because of that, I want to make sure that we're connecting in a way that really serves us both. Mm -hmm. Right. So just start with something that's good and positive that you're grateful for, whether it's that you're still having sex or you're still healthy enough to have sex, or you can even start with a gratitude that simply says, hey, I'm so grateful that we both took the time to sit down and really have this conversation. It could be that simple.
1: Absolutely. Or just remembering the love, basically. That's what you want to focus on. Number six, you want to talk about the things that are going right first. So you make a habit of paying each other compliments and talking about your attraction. You don't just go straight into the things that don't work. And we're already going in the don'ts here. Uh, I wonder if we should jump to the don'ts. Yeah, you can throw the don'ts uh, So in there. here are the don'ts about what not to do, okay? Number one, don't talk about the negative first. And number two, don't bitch, bitch, bitch.
0: That's, that's the French version. Don't bitch.
1: <laughs> don't bitch, <laughs> moan, complain, or avoid. Um, and I'm sure you can recognize yourself or your partner in some of these behaviors, but it's a whiny person, somebody who complains or bitching. You never do this. You don't do that. Or I'm not getting enough. Or you, this is not what I need. This is not blah, blah, blah. Like This is not something that opens up the heart and makes you want to do something for your partner.
0: Yeah. So when we say, let's go back to, you know, talk about things that are going right first, right? So let's say maybe maybe the conversation that you're trying to have that's difficult is you want more foreplay, right? This is a common one. So rather than saying, well, you know, uh, you just never give me enough foreplay. Or, you know, even, there's plenty of examples. I'm sure you've all heard them before. <laughs> Instead, talk about what's going right first. You can say... You know, when you penetrate me, I just get like so turned on or so wet or I just love the way your penis feels once you start to insert or, you know, it's that kind of thing. And then go in there and say, but you know what would make it even better is if we had did some foreplay first that got me even more turned on. So that by the time you do penetrate me, that sensation, which is already amazing, just is off the charts at that point.
1: This is such an important reframe because, like Kevin said, you can go like, you don't give this to me, I don't have that, to this is what I love, and I love it when you do this and that, and you're very specific. And
0: this would make it even better.
1: Absolutely. You know, if... If you are talking to your guy, to your man, men like clear, concise, direct, and this is exactly how they like it. They want to hear that they're doing a good job and they want to hear what they can do to make it even better. So you are actually doing him a service in doing it this way.
0: Okay, so we, we've got 10 things on our list here um, and we just covered number six. Why don't we get to our sponsor next since we're getting a little long in the episode and then we'll come back and finish up that list and then give you the difficult conversation formula.
1: Well, today's sponsor is Aneros, And Aneros uh, prostate massagers can be enjoyed in many different ways to enhance the strength and pleasure of your orgasms. A healthy prostate means you're able to have stronger, longer sex. Stronger, longer sex means you're able to keep a healthy prostate. Wow, isn't that amazing? Aneros prostate massagers can be used for solo play or to enhance sex with a partner, especially if you know how to talk about sex. The Aneros gives you hands-free pleasure with the utmost comfort. So to try today your prostate massager Aneros, go to CelineRemy.com forward slash go forward slash prostate and we actually secured a coupon for you as well a 10% off your purchase any purchase on the anero site uh, if you use the coupon love lab but make sure you use our affiliate link CelineRemy.com forward slash go forward slash prostate so that we can get credit for the sale and get a little commission from it
0: yeah remember buying products from our sponsors is how you can support the work that we do and if you're not not sure whether or not you need an aneros, go listen to our previous episode 137 which is what you need to know about the prostate and prostate massage
1: so our step number seven here is to avoid blaming and you want to take responsibility for your part because whatever it is there's probably things you are doing that are not supporting you it's not all your partner And it never is. It never is. And I know it's hard to listen, to hear that. You don't want to hear that. You want to say it's all his fault or her fault. Uh, But ultimately, it is a shared responsibility.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, I I wrote avoid blaming, which we already have in the don'ts, right? But it's then it's slash take responsibility, Mm -hmm. right? So I, I guess I could have left the avoid blaming out since we put it in the don'ts and simply put take responsibility. But you have to realize is that every relationship, every sexual encounter, unless you're by yourself masturbating, um, has more than one person in it, right? So, And it takes two, like they always say, it takes two to tango. It takes both of those people coming together in the right way for it to really work properly. And so you really have to take responsibility. You have to sit down and be really honest with yourself and go, where is what I'm doing, you know, how is that contributing to this? So for instance, um, let's say the man is complaining that he doesn't get enough sex, right? We don't have sex frequently enough. Well, a lot of times he's going to say, well, it's all her fault because I want to have sex. I'm the one asking for sex, but she's kind of like, ah, I'm not, I'm not in the mood. I got a headache, I'm tired, whatever it is. Well, as a guy, you got to look at that and you got to go, okay, potentially there's stuff going on there, but you got to ask yourself some questions. Is she totally overworked and stressed out because she's working and taking care of the kids and she's got nothing left in the tank? Then how can you potentially help her workload so that she's not so exhausted? Or how about, you know, maybe she's not really interested in the sex because she's not getting the kind of sex that she really wants. And you're going to have to be honest with yourself. Are you really giving her the kind of sex that makes her go, fuck yeah, I want more of that.
1: Are you doing some good romance to help her get in the mood, like connecting with her heart first? Because without that, she won't open her legs. We're going to give you three tips here to, that are really important. And I think especially for the men, but also for the women, by uh, by the way. But number one is to listen, to understand, not to respond. So it's very essential to Be willing to just listen to understand each other, okay? You don't have to respond. The second one is that you don't feel that you have to solve the problem right away. And this is why I said like, this is more for the guys, because as men, they love to fix things. And if we bring something up, they're like, okay, let's make something, let's make a change. And sometimes we just want to be heard. We don't need yet to have anything to be fixed. And then our last thing here is to remember to reinforce the positive, which means praising each other after the talk for having done a great job or the next day. And so if you can remember these really important steps in your communication, it will transform how you can talk.
0: Yeah, and I know you blew through those last three pretty quickly there. Uh, I think we've got plenty of time uh, to still get into the difficult conversation formula. But I really wanted to reinforce that listen to understand, not to respond piece. Because most people, when having a difficult conversation, it's like they're in a debate, right? When you're in a debate, you're taking notes, you're writing things down as the other person talks, so you know what to attack when it's your turn, right? That is absolutely not what you want to do here. You want to listen so that you can understand where the other person is coming from, and then you can respond appropriately. It's not about, Ooh, oh, yeah, I got that little, pack, that little fact, that little piece, I'm going to take that, and I'm going to sling it back, like, wow, I'm going to fire it right back. That's not what it's about. It's, going, it's about listening and going, oh, now I get it. Ah, now it makes sense I totally understand Why he She Wanted this Or didn't want that Or did this Or didn't Or didn't do that um,
1: So we want to move on To the Difficult conversation okay, Formula fine. here And This That's is Celine's inspired That's Celine's way Of telling
0: me I'm too winded today <laughs>
1: This is inspired by Reed Mahoko and some of the teachings from uh, compassionate communication and nonviolent communication, which is all about those difficult conversations. The one thing to remember is that you have to do your inner work. And this is a practice that happens over times, you may not perfect it right away. But some of the steps that we have will help you get some clarity. Because without having clarity, it's difficult to bring this up to the other person. So the first step is always to tune in. You know, what are you feeling? I know for men, it could be more challenging to be like, I don't really want to even spend time there about my feelings. But these are important to have an emotional landscape of what's truly going on. The other thing too is if you don't feel enough pain, you're not going to be willing to make changes. And when you start to really look at your feelings and at how shitty things are, then that's painful and that's a good motivator. So spend a little bit of time in like, okay, how am I feeling like about this, this situation? Now, the second step is about stepping into your vulnerability and being real about what am I most afraid to tell my partner? Because let's take a very, um, we'll take an example for ease here of a man who, um, has a, has premature ejaculation. Okay. So maybe some of the feelings he's really, um, he's ashamed. He's embarrassed. Uh, he's very disappointed. Maybe, um, maybe there's even some sadness, you know, I just, you know, poking around here. But what is he most afraid to tell his partner? Like to really admit that he comes too soon and he's not doing his best is really scary. Maybe to admit that he's failing in bed and that uh, she might live him or she might cheat on him because he's not doing a good job. I mean, like this is the place to get very vulnerable in terms of like, wow, like, Yeah, this is like the the things that kind of keep me awake at night. And if you are somebody who um, ejaculates too early, you know, like how many hours of the day or at night you go to bed thinking about it, you wake up thinking about it, it's always on your mind. And so it's important to start to calm down the monkey mind and start to talk about that. Our third step is how you really want to show up in the bedroom. So now that we got in touch with the pain, let's get in touch with what you truly want because that's important too, to have some clear we'll call them goals, uh, even though they're not really goals, but like, what do you want? How do you want to show up? You know? So I want to be able to make love to my partner for as long as it takes for her to have an orgasm, to feel satisfied. I want to be able to control, to have control over my body and not be controlled by it. Like all of these types of scenarios. And then last but not least in that step here is what you need from your partner. Because like we talked about earlier, it takes two to tango. And that is, you know, again, that's the premature ejaculation problem. You might need for her to slow down. You might need for her to be willing to have some moments of stillness. When you say stop for things to just stop, not pull on you, not go for the orgasm and be willing to like... Breathe, chill out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, if you can do these things prior to having the conversation, the quote-unquote difficult conversation will be much easier. One of the problems that people have before they have these difficult conversations is they haven't really thought it out very well. They haven't gotten in touch with their feelings. And so they're literally processing as they're talking which means things are unclear, things are sometimes said that shouldn't have been said, or you didn't really mean to say, and it can just be a mess. So the more you can do this ahead of time, the more clear you can be about, you know, uh, what you need, uh, what your actual issue is, um, what you can admit to what you want your partner to do, well, basically everything that Celine just said, it's going to be a much easier conversation.
1: But there is a second part to this process, and that's something that most people don't do uh, because we are always so self-centered into everything we do, but it doesn't really work well in a relationship. And the part two is the part where we bring in empathy. Empathy is about being willing to... Be in somebody else's shoes to understand, remember, seek to understand, not to like respond, right? What's going on for them. And this is an important part that you can do about how do you think that he or she is feeling about this? You know, again, we're still in our scenario with the, the premature ejaculation. Um, maybe she's disappointed. Maybe she's unfulfilled. Maybe she's bored.
0: Yeah, and the the problem is, is that if you're the one that wants to have this conversation because you're feeling disappointed about something, you tend to forget that the other person might also be feeling disappointed or sad or hurt or uncomfortable or afraid or whatever it is. And that's the idea is to pay attention to the fact that your partner also is going to have feelings. It's not just all about you.
1: Now you want to take it to the next step, which is what do you think he or she might need from you? Ha ha. That was what, what you needed from them. But now what do you think the other person needs from you? taking full responsibility here. And again, (laughs) these are all things that will help you uh, because once you have this clarity, whether you wrote it down or you got that clarity, you can sit down and go through that and express that with your partner. And the last part is think about strategies or actions that you can imagine for the best case scenario. And then be willing to to listen to your partner at that point where they might have other ideas to help you go there. So the way all of this goes is you do this on your own, you write it down, you you or you practice it, but you get clarity. And then you go and talk to your partner. And that's when you can talk about, okay, well, here's the issue. Here's how I feel. Here's what I'm afraid will happen if it continues. Uh, here's what I might need from you. Um, and then kind of, I'm also imagining that for you, it's so hard and maybe you need this from me, you know, don't assume that, you know, so go with a maybe, and here are some ideas i thought about that could help us.
0: Yeah. And that one I really wanted to reinforce. So, and you know, what's funny is, is that basically this whole difficult conversation formula, even though, and, and all the other things we talked about. Even though we're talking specifically about sex, this applies to any difficult conversation that you will ever have, no matter what it's about, finances, sex, kids, work, whatever, this absolutely applies. And I really wanted to reinforce the very last thing there, which was the strategies and actions I can imagine for the best case scenario. So if you go, let's just say your boss, if you go to your boss and you say, this isn't working, we got to do something about it. Okay, you might get a decent response, you might not. But if you go to that boss and you say, this isn't working, we need to do something about it. And I've come up with three ideas on how we can fix this. You're going to get a much different outcome to that conversation. So same thing with, with sex, right? If you just show up with, here are all the things that aren't working and here are all the things that I need from you and that's it... it's kind of emotional
1: terrorism
0: yeah so if you can come with some solutions right like well okay and they don't even have to be the right solutions actually i mean it's great if they are but they don't even have to be the exact ones that you're going to do but the fact that you've thought about it and you've taken into consideration your partner when coming up with these solutions even if they're not the right ones the person's going to say okay um Wow, I can see that this is really important. I'm so glad that you've come up with some ideas. This doesn't really work for me, but we can take what you've come up with and come up and find out something that does work. You'll get much better results if you propose some solutions.
1: So we hope that all these tips were helpful, inspired you, and that even just listening to the podcast can open up a discussion, have your partner listen to it too, and then see how you guys can start to open up the dialogue. You know, and one thing that's important to remember, if you make it something natural and easy to talk about, so remember on a daily basis to flirt with each other, to uh, talk about the things that you love about each other or how attracted you are. You're starting to normalize talking about sexual attraction and desires, and it's going to become easier. So make it an everyday practice, focus on the positive, but you also have the formula when things get a little rougher for you to navigate that much more easily.
0: Absolutely. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab Podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends.
1: And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at celineremycom forward slash vault. That's celinerem ycom forward slash vault.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: And remember, you're amazing.